Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. People have asked me, and it's a good question, um, in regard to altar calls, why don't we do them? Jim did them. It was very powerful. And it was kind of a setup. I knew he'd be speaking on heaven, and he asked, and I said, absolutely. You know, because we want to we throw that out there. But I want to give you, I think it's important to give Westside Christian Fellowship a glimpse into um, what God is doing. So when I first began, first began, 2001, 2002, you'll never guess where I spoke. It was a Wednesday, I'll never be invited there again, but Wednesday night, a Wednesday night at the vineyard. Hmm. Just let that sink in. And I gave the call and 25% of the room responded. Oh man, I'm doing pretty good. Right? Pride comes up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I would preach. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come forward, thank you, thank you. And God really began to deal with me. An older man came up and said, you know, you don't need to say thank you. It's not, you're not doing anything and they don't need to thank them. And I started to rate success by how many people would come forward or raise their hand. Man, God really moved. Wow, look at this. Look at this. Unbelievable. And God would deal with me. Would you still do that even if you didn't even know? Would you still preach your heart out? So a lot of people wrongly judge me for not doing that, not knowing what God has done in my heart. Because it can be an area of pride. There's nothing wrong with it. Is it biblical? Absolutely. Is there a biblical model that says we have to do it that way? Not at all. I've worked at Greg Laurie's conferences down in the field of Anaheim. Many of you don't know. And I would see people come forward. And uh, what are you doing? Can, uh, just, uh, my friend told me come forward and get a Bible. So I also saw that, mm, and they will rightly tell you, Billy Graham Crusade, Greg Laurie, they will tell you that not everyone is converted. That's That's... The, the, the numbers are not what they, you know, just because a certain amount walk forward. And so it was a process. And I would also find, um, you know, when I would go and travel and speak, and it became about, man, Lord, nobody really came forward. And you'll find people starting to say, well, I, I, know, I know there's people here. You're, just, you're not just stepping out in faith or God's not moving. And it, become, it can become kind of dangerous if you're not careful. Now, Calvinists will love that we don't give altar calls because they don't believe in those. Armenians will wonder why we don't do them all the time, right? It's, an, again, your view on, on how God saves and election and soteriology and things like that. But that's how God has dealt with me in the past. And you don't know it. Maybe we tell you sometimes we don't. But a lot of people, every Sunday, we hear from people texting us, hey, this person came to faith in Christ. This person came to faith in Christ. This person. So it happens all the time. Now, is it incredible to see? I've talked to Yvette about this. Many of you know Yvette and Ron. And, and it's, oh, we love to see it. 
It's, it's incredible. But that's where we're at as a church. I just want to make sure we're not letting pride come in and, and look, at, look, at, look at what I've done when I spoke versus I have no clue what God is doing. We're going to throw the invitation out there. We're going to throw the call to repentance. And I don't think it hinders salvation. I truly don't. I don't think it hinders salvation. We have this, hey, if you, need, if you need to accept Christ, we need to talk to you in the prayer room. We want to pray with you. You need to get baptized. Um, you know, it, 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 and so it's one way of doing things. And it's a good way of doing things. Maybe God will prompt me sometime uh, to do it. And so that's why I was so excited that Jim did that because you, you can actually see, you can see what God is. So that to me was a picture of what God is doing often that you just don't see. And I don't see 32 people on a Sunday. Did I get jealous? No, actually, believe it or not, I didn't. I was so happy. So I'm like, oh, Lord, well, I know what's going on behind the scenes. To that, not that many every Sunday. I'm pretty sure of that. Because when you, and I knew when he talks about heaven, when you talk about eternity, when his mom was, 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 was given that near-death experience, when, when souls are on the line and you're thinking about where you're going to spend it, that's powerful. That, that's going to move the hearts. That's going to lead people to salvation. So in a nutshell, I thought it was important to explain to you because people were asking me, well, why don't we do that? Why don't you do altar calls? And I hope oh, if you only knew. And it became a way to rate pastors and preachers. Now, Pastor Shane spoke, 25% of the room raised their hand. They came forward. But the whole place was full. Why is that not happening in my ministry? Or why can't I? And see how it becomes more of, you know, our works. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Versus what is God doing behind the scenes? Now, does that mean it's right? I can't say that. I think God gives us uh, a lot of different ways of doing it. As long as the gospel is preached, and like Peter, you throw it out there, it's really, it can also be, I mean, we, I could talk about this for a while. The, the flip side is, and I've talked to people uh, that are not saved. And they'll say, but I came forward at, at, a, at a crusade. I, I walked forward and I said the prayer. I walked forward and I said the sinner's prayer. Isn't that, now aren't I saved? Not necessarily. Not necessarily did you repent of your sin, confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, and cry out to God to save me. Because just going through the motion, saying, saying something, there's nothing wrong with the sinner's prayer. I've seen videos that mock it, and I've seen people rely on it too much. You know, I've seen people where it's like, can you say that? Oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready. Okay, well, just, just squeeze my hand if you agree with me then. Well, no, wait a minute. You can't do that. That's sneaky. Because they're wanting to get numbers. That's another thing. I would see people, and I'm not going to mention the denomination, where they'd have to send in a report every month. How many salvations? How many baptisms? And you don't think those numbers were doctored? I know for a fact they were. And so I just think, I just washed my hands of it and said, Lord, you know, you'll save, we'll do baptisms. And maybe we'll do that from time to time. I think it's great. I think a grace fest and, and different guest speakers, maybe I'll be prompted to do it sometime. But that's the story. That's the history behind the altar call. It actually started, I believe, in the 1700s. It was initially called the mourner's bench. 
and people like, gosh, who I think it started with Wesley, John Wesley, probably, uh, the Mourner's Bench, where at the Methodist movement, uh, they would preach in the Whitfields and the Wesleys. I don't know if Whitfield did it, but they would say, okay, here's a Mourner's Bench. And for those who are, are concerned about your soul, sit there and let us know. And then it turned into the altar call and people like Mordecai Ham. You don't hear that name much, but do you know that that's who Billy Graham, when he walked down the sawdust trail, they would pour, put sawdust down in the old revival tent revivals. I love those old tent revivals and reading about it. Mordecai Ham was preaching and Billy Graham walked down the sawdust trail. And so the altar call has a strong history there. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's great if you do it right. But it's not something you have to do. And if you're not doing it, you're outside of God's will because the Bible doesn't actually promote that. It doesn't give any examples. When Peter preached the 3,000, what must we do to be saved? Repent and believe. Now, could he have said, and, and those who did come forward? Maybe. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say. So, gave you a snapshot of what we believe, the altar call, when we do it, why we don't do it sometimes. And that's my six-minute version. All right? So make sure you see that message. Hope that was helpful because I'm even wondering, I wonder if people probably think, why don't you do that? You have 32 people, but then I, you know me, 12 people came forward, 15 people came forward, 10 people came forward. And really, are they saved? God knows. And it's wonderful. But I want to encourage them, if you're hearing this or you know somebody who did come forward, get baptized. Get baptized. I brought clothes. We have clothes every Sunday. First service, second service. And we've had baptisms, you know, every Sunday. Salvations every Sunday is as far back as I can remember. I mean, I'm not talking years, but I mean months and months and months. Raquel prays with somebody. Lori prays with somebody. Morgan prays with somebody. Morgan's, you guys don't even, I should toot her horn sometimes because she is doing amazing things, talking to the younger women and leading people to salvation. I pray with people. Pastor Abram does and Tim and Amy and Joe. and we're, People are coming to salvation because we ask them, well, we can pray for you, but do you know Jesus? Well, I'm, I'm considering it. I'm thinking about it. Well, let's begin there. And I like that approach better because we can talk to them. We can lead them. We can tell them what it really means and what their decision is going to lead to. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.
El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.